mean that. And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise. His mercies endure forever. None like the Lord, precious people. None like our wonderful, precious Jesus. And I pray today the Lord will use this teaching to bless you because I'm talking about intensifying the power of God on your life. And the only way I have discovered is through fasting. Fasting is very important. I'm going to talk about the three types of fasts, how to get into a fast and how to break a fast. Very important. But first, I'm going to wait till you all come on and say my hellos. And please share this because we are now in the time <clears throat> when we really need to take fasting seriously, very seriously, because we need the power of God. We need the power of God more than ever. Remember that Adam lost power and dominion when he ate in the garden. Jesus began his ministry by fasting. And so it says in Luke, that he came in with the power of the Holy Spirit and he came out with the power of the Holy Spirit because he was fasting. Fasting restores power and restores dominion. And I'm going to say uh, something very important right here. Fasting is for dominion. Now, uh, okay, I'm not seeing the video for some reason unless you can help me there. Okay. Let me see, I'll just renew it. Let me just make sure I'm on before I, I go on with you, sweet. There, there we go, thank you, okay. All right, just wanted to make sure. I always look at, at my phone to make sure that the video's on so you people, are, sweet people, are, are uh, able to see me and so forth. Hello to Jesse Bravo, nice name, Bravo, wow. Hello to Rahul from India and Sarah. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Hadassah. Hello, Maria from Brazil, it looks like. Wow. Hello to Peter. It says, wow, I've been waiting for today's message since yesterday. Yeah, I'm just in time. Well, me too. Thank you. Hello to Florence and Brittany. Hello to Lynette. You know, the message today is very important because it deals with restoring dominion. So fasting restores dominion. Remember, Adam lost dominion. When? When he ate. When he, that was his mistake. When God says, don't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But we, we really, I mean, we have to look at the Lord, to be honest with you, in Luke. Well, the Lord began his ministry fasting. And that's what gave him dominion and kept it on his life. Hello to Kitty, hello to Feroze, hello to Belinda, and hello to Inkadza. Yeah, fasting, she, she wrote, fasting restores power, absolutely. You know, that's why when you see religions today fast, like a lot of them, you know, ask their, their people, in fact, it's a demand, it's one of the rules to fast like so many days, uh, within a year, and you see how they're spreading. That's because of the fasting, because fasting releases power in both worlds, in God's world and the devil's world. So we have to understand how important it is that we fast. The body of Christ must understand 
Fasting is one of the greatest keys to power when it comes to what God gave us in Scripture. So very important, very important. Okay, let me just say a few more hellos, and I'm going to be teaching. Lonel, hello, and Ian, hello, and David, bless you. And please share this with your friends. Wonderful Lord Jesus, we come today, and we ask you, Lord, for your anointing. I pray you'll bless and minister and feed your people today with this word that will bring change and the power of, of your Holy Spirit into their life. In Jesus' mighty name, God's people said, Amen. Okay, now, remember, a sleeping Christian is compared to a dead sinner. The Bible makes that very clear. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, Paul wrote. Now, Fasting restores dominion because when the flesh becomes God, a person becomes an idol worshiper and loses dominion. I want to say that again. When the flesh becomes God, when people are not fasting, then the flesh takes over and becomes God. Because the, the flesh puts the flesh, puts, I should say fasting, puts the flesh under subjection. Remember what Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, but I keep my body and bring it under subjection. How? By fasting. Not just prayer, but fasting. So fasting intensifies the power of prayer in your life and intensifies the power of God in your life. So fasting delivers us from idolatry. Because think about this, when people eat and they don't fast, their flesh becomes king. When their flesh becomes king, they are ruled by the flesh. So it means they become what? Idol worshippers. The flesh becomes that idol that they worship. So it's very important what, what I'm saying to you. That idol worship is not just worshiping some kind of an image or a statue. It's also worshiping the body. Where the body now becomes God and tells whoever what to do and they do it. Especially when it comes to eating. So, fasting puts the flesh under subjection. Again, 1 Corinthians, and I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27. Paul the Apostle declared, And I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Think about how many times Paul the Apostle uh, he himself fasted. And, and I will show you, you know, wonderful scriptures on this in just a second. So that's how he did it. By fasting, he brought his body under subjection. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7, it talks about the children of Israel. And I want to read 9, 1 Corinthians 10, and beginning at verse 7, Neither be idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither be idolaters. Why? Because they were worshiping their own bodies. Neither be idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people what sat down to do what? Eat and drink and rose up to play. They submitted to the body. And as a result, they committed fornication. I showed you that yesterday from the book of Isaiah and the prophets, that when people 
do not fast. Fornication is the, is the result. Now, I, I shared all this yesterday. If you missed it, please go and see that teaching yesterday. It was quite powerful. All right. So the Lord receives dominion in Luke chapter 4, which I showed you yesterday. But this is just some things that I'd like you to know. In Luke 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And he was fasting. <clears throat> it says, being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. He was fasting. And when they were ended, afterwards he hungered. And now look at verse 14, the same chapter, Luke. All right? In Luke 4, 14, it says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region. And then verse 18, the, he spoke and said, The Spirit of the Lord is now upon me. Now, let's go from there and talk about the different fasts. Now, before we get into it, let's, and I want to show you three different fasts and what they are for. And believe me, you're going to be blessed by this because you, you, you're going to see something powerful about bringing salvation to your family. Listen to this, Chad. You're going to love it. Okay. In Joel chapter 1, I want to just read first the book of Joel in the Old Testament chapter 1. And I'm going to read verse 14 to show you the importance that God puts on fasting. Sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. Now, that's what it says in verse 14. And then if you look, if you look at chapter 2 and verse 12, and then from there I'm going to show you the three types of fasts and what they are for and so on. In uh, Joel 2, 12, it says, Therefore also now, says the Lord, turn ye even to me, with your heart and with fasting. So when people fast, they turn back to the Lord. They, their hearts go back to the Lord. And then in verse 15, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. So there's many commands about fasting in the Bible. Now, let's talk about the three kinds of fasts. But first, I want to have you ask yourself some questions. Before you begin any fast, before you begin any fast, so before I get into this, before I get about talking about the three type of fasts and what they are for and the, and the results, let's ask these questions. Before you start the fast, ask yourself first, is it God-given? Or is it something I want to do so I can lose weight? Aha. Uh -huh. If you are doing it for the, for the flesh, you, you just lost with God. So, number one, is it God-given? Is it God leading me into? Number two, are my motives right? Now, please write these down. This is something only you can answer. So, five questions that you need to ask before you ever begin any fast. Number one, is it God-given? Number two, are my motives right? Number three, for what specific needs am I fasting? 
What are the needs for? What are the specific needs? Number four, for what results? And number five, am I determined to minister to the Lord while I fast? Because that's key. That's key. Because God is not going to respond without you ministering to him. Remember in Acts 13 verse 2, it says they ministered unto the Lord and fasted. They were ministering and fasting at the same time. So the, the, and that's when God called Paul into, into the ministry. So five questions that I'd like you to write down and make sure you answer you on, on your own. Number one, is it God-given? Number two, are my motives right for it? Number three, for what specific needs am I fasting? So don't just fast. There's got to be a reason why. Number four, for what results? I want to see results. And number five, am I determined to minister to the Lord while I'm fasting according to Acts 13? Now, here are the three kinds of fasts. Fast number one is a three-day fast for crisis. Every time we see a crisis in the scriptures in someone's life, they had a three-day fast. And three-day fast means no food, no water. Now, the first uh, we see uh, that fasted, the first person that we see that fasted that I want to show you is in Acts 9, 9, and then I'll go back to the Old Covenant. So here's Paul the Apostle who was in crisis. And he was three days without sight and neither did eat nor drink because he did not know what was, what, what, what was happening with him. He was on the road to Damascus. He saw the Lord. He fell off his horse, but had no idea what was coming to his life. He fasted for three days, three nights. And he was three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. Now, in the Old Testament, we look at the book of Esther. Remember Esther? And she, she knew by the Spirit there was a crisis. I need to fast for three days, she said. So in verse 16, she said, Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, meaning they all fasted for three days and three nights. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Now, neither eating or drinking for three days and three nights. I believe, I believe that this is the fast for loved ones. Absolutely. Number two, and, and, he, and here's why I say that. Because that's when they will receive sight. That's what happened to Paul. He received sight. So he fasted three days and three nights, and what came to him? His sight. Which means at that time he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So let me ask you a question. Maybe you don't know, know the answer yet but I will show it to you from the scripture. 
Let's go to Acts 9 and verse 9. When was Paul saved? Was he saved on the road to Damascus? Or was he saved later when Ananias came to see him? Mm, good question, huh? Well, let me show you. And he was three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, Behold, I am here. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, of Judah, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. What was he praying for? What was he asking for? And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now wait a minute. After Ananias says, Lord, he came to take us prisoners and kill some of us. And the Lord said, go your way. He's a chosen vessel. Verse 15. My God, I feel the anointing on this. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I'll show him how great things he must suffer for me. But watch this. Now, this is key here in verse 17. What was the first word out of the mouth of Ananias? What did he call him? Brother Saul, which means he was saved at that moment. But when was he saved? He was saved when he was praying. When was he praying? He was praying the same day Ananias came to lay hands on him. Which means it was the fasting that opened his eyes to the need in his life to receive Jesus. Hallelujah. Because there's no record that he was saved on the road to Damascus. All we see is he said, who are you, Lord? He didn't even know the Lord. He said, who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick, to kick against the goads. You know what goads are, by the way? Uh, huh, Chad? If you don't know, then the people don't know. Goads, uh, they, they would put these, uh, these nails, like a nail on the, on the, around the ankle of the oxen. So when they would be plowing the land, if the oxen would go in a different direction, it would go into his flesh to put him back on, on course. <laughs> they were like nails that, they, that, that, the, that the animal knew if he felt them, then he's, he used to go the other way. So that's what goads are, pricks, goads. Anyways, so Paul the apostle on the road to Damascus wasn't saved. He was saved while fasting because it says he prayed. See that? Beautiful. And we know by, by, the, by the time Ananias walked in, he was saved because Ananias called him what? Brother Saul. Because he knew by the Lord that he was saved. So that's why I say his eyes opened. Meaning that when we pray for loved ones whose eyes are shut by the demons out there, their eyes will open. Because in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it states 
that, they, that the reason they are not saved is because the spirit of blindness is on them. The spirit of blindness, they're blinded by a demon. Not because they don't want to, they're just blinded. And fasting will break that blindness. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4. let's look at it. Are you learning anything over there, Chad? Huh? 4.4 4 says this, In whom the God of this world, this is 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, which believe not, lest the light of the gospel, the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. But fasting will break that. So do you have a loved one who's been blinded by the enemy? Just when you talk to them, you just can't see the gospel. Fast for them. Three days, three nights, no food, no water. That's what it says. Now, the three-day, three-night fast is for crisis. So if you're facing a crisis, you'll, you'll come out of it. And for salvation, but crisis mostly. All right, number two. A 21 fast, a 21-day fast, uh, which is not a, like a full fast where someone doesn't eat at all. It's a partial fast. Because in Daniel chapter 10, we see a 21-day partial fast. So Daniel, let's look at it, please. This is marvelous. And chapter 10, I hope you sweet people are learning something. And verse 3, it talks about the partial fast. He says, I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks. Three whole weeks were fulfilled. Why? Why the partial fast? 21 days for revelation. For revelation, if you want God to speak to you, if you want God to show you things, you need to fast for 21 days, partial fast. And here we see that he ate no bread and no meat. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh or wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself, which means he most likely ate vegetables or fruits and vegetables, and drank water. But he didn't eat any pleasant bread. And by the way, the word for pleasant bread, I think it's important to see that. Desirable, desirable food is what the Hebrew says. Food that is tempting to eat, you know. So, uh, pleasant bread could also include things that you may enjoy, you know, desirable things like sweets and all that. But it says nothing about him not eating fruits and vegetables. But I think yeah, you've, you've got to use wisdom there. Let God lead you, you know, because you may say, oh, well, you know, I don't have to eat bread and, and, and meat, but I can eat everything else. Well, you know, you've got to be really careful. What's the everything else? It may be even more dangerous than bread and meat. But, but a, a partial fast is something that you will have to decide what that means to you. But... 21 days for revelation. And we see that how God did give him revelation because in Daniel 9, uh, 
and verse 2 it says, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And then it says in, in, the following ver in the following verse, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting. So he needed a revelation of, Lord, when are you going to do this? Because he had read in the book of Jeremiah that 70 years had to be accomplished. And now these 70 years had come to pass. And he said, Lord, when are you going to do it? And the Lord came and revealed to him when he would do it. So that's number two. Now, um, I want to I wanna just say something also that uh, I'm not, going to say fully that happened, but that's probably what also happened to Peter the Apostle in Acts 10 when he had the visitation from the Lord about that the Gentiles would come into the kingdom. Now, it doesn't say he was fasting for 21 days, but it's very interesting if you look at Acts 10 and verse 10, it says, while he waited and he became very hungry would have, and would have eaten, but while they met ready, he fell into a trance. Most likely, again, I'm not going to say this is for real, but I think this is my opinion. Most likely he was on a partial fast himself for that revelation to come to him, that the Gentiles would be saved. So, um, partial fasts, you really must be led by the Spirit with them. And, and not all partial fasts are for 21 days because uh, you, you see some in the Scriptures, for, the, for example, in, um, let's just look at 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 27 where Paul the Apostle says this, in weariness, in painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in fasting often. So here, here we see that Paul the Apostle uh, understood the power of fasting, and it looks like he was also fasting sometimes partially and sometimes fully. But the 21-day fast is for revelation. That's guaranteed from the book of Daniel. Okay, now, this is the third one. 40-day fast. 40-day fast is for dominion and over the enemy. Complete dominion. And I would not recommend that many of you go into that fast because you really must be led by the Lord. And uh, in Matthew 4, verse 2, in Matthew 4, 2, it says that the Lord went into a 40-day in, fast fast. And that one, only God can lead you into it. So it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungered. So the, the only people that we know from Scripture that fasted 40 days are Moses in Deuteronomy 9, 9, Joshua in Exodus 24, 13 to 18. I'm going to say it one more time. Moses fasted for 40 days. Deuteronomy 9, 9, chapter 9, verse 9. Just write these down. Joshua fasted for 40 days, Exodus 24, 
verse 13 to verse 18, because he was with Moses, remember. Elijah, in 1 Kings 19, verse 7 to 18, I repeat, Elijah the prophet, 1 Kings 19, 7 to 18, fasted for 40 days, and the Lord himself in Matthew. So, this fast is never for your needs. This fast is for dominion in your life over demonic powers and for nations to be changed. This fast is not something that I would recommend you go into hastily. Make sure the Lord speaks to you. Yes, I've known people who have fasted 40 days. Of course I have. One of them is my wife. And I've told Susanna, said, now don't do it, but she did, more than once, by the way. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, it's, it's something I don't know that I physically can do. And I never have myself, because I really want to hear from God on this one, you know. But Suzanne felt that the Lord had spoken to her to do it, and she did. So you got to really be careful with that one. Is God telling you to do that? So... Um, now, anything over three days, anything over three days, when you come to the end of that fast, uh, you must do it very slowly. So you come in slow and you come out very slow. So very slow means this, and anything over three days, and we see it from the scriptures, in, you know, this is amazing about the Lord, that he would give us such details in the Bible, even on what foods to eat when we come out of, of fasts with the stories we read in the Bible. It's just almost, to me, you know, amazing, really amazing. So 1 Samuel 30, and beginning at verse 11, watch this. And they found, this is David and his men, and they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat and they made him drink water and they gave him a piece, one piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him for he had eaten no bread, nor drunk any water for how long? Three days and three nights. Isn't that amazing? That God would give us instructions on what to eat when we come out of a fast of three days and three nights. What did they give him? Let's look at it one more time. So if you are led by the Holy Spirit into a three-day fast for your family or for a crisis, and you're not going to eat any bread, any food, drink any water, when you come out, here's what you have to eat. The Bible gives it to us. Number one, what did they give him? And they found the Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, water. He ate bread and then they gave him water to drink and one piece of a cake made out of figs and two clusters of what? Raisins. 
So I would recommend you follow that instruction. That as you come out of a three-day fast, you eat no meat, no this, no that. It's given to us right here. You see, I take the Bible literally because why would the Holy Spirit put that in there? Is it about some Egyptian that they found in some desert place? No, it's for you and me giving us, Lord Jesus, I give you praise for that. It's incredible to me that God through a story is telling me what to eat when I come out of a fast, anything over three days. Isn't it amazing to you, Chad, that God would give us even the food to eat in, in a story? Because it, it wasn't written for him or even for David and his man. It was written for us. Why would the Spirit of God write this for us in the Bible? It's amazing. So when you come out of a fast over three days, you eat bread, you drink water. You can have a little piece of something that is made with figs. You know, there's these little things you buy at the store with figs in them. And raisins. Little raisins. And that's all you eat when you come out of that fast and then slowly you increase it. So watch the amount you eat, number one. Eat slowly and rest as much as possible when you come out of a fast. This is very important. Because they made him rest too. Okay? So, and here's something else when you, when you fast. Don't talk about it. Don't tell no one you're doing it. In Matthew 6, 17 and 18, Jesus said, Don't talk about it or you lose the results. Did you hear what I said, sweet people? If you talk about it, Whatever you've been fasting for will not happen. Don't even tell anyone, I'm fasting. Whether it's for three days, whether it's for 21 days, partial fast, or very unlikely you'll do a 40-day fast, but if God speaks to you, that's your decision. But be very careful, and I would recommend you talk to a doctor before you, you go into it, especially if you have some health issues. So be, be really, really careful. But whatever fast you go into, whatever fast you go into, if you talk about it, you lose the results. They won't come. They won't happen. Because that's what the Word of God is very, very clear on. And that's again Matthew. I'll give it to you one, one more time so you'll write it down. That's Matthew chapter 6, verse, verse 17 and on. All right. Now, let me pray with you. Wonderful Lord. I pray that you'll increase your power in your people's lives. As they take this matter of fasting seriously, Lord, if you've spoken to them now, and they believe they're, it's, it's, it's what they ought to do, whether they fast for crisis in their home, three days, three nights with no food, no water, whether they fast for 21 days, partial fast, eating, partially, or whether they, you lead them and you speak to them clearly about the 40 days. Now, Lord, I give that into your hands and care with that one. But I give you praise that your power will increase greatly on their life in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus, your Son, and God's people said, Amen and Amen. Now, I'm asking you to give to the Lord's work. 
I'm asking you to prove your love to him. Remember, when we give, we receive. If you are facing some financial crisis, your seed will get you out of it. I had many crises financially in my own life, many times, many times. I'll tell you about one that I've shared. I will never forget when I needed $100,000 and I did not have much time because I was going through a lawsuit and my lawyer called me and said, if you will come up with 100000 by tomorrow, the lawsuit will be dismissed. And I said, there's no way I can come up with that kind of money by tomorrow. And I prayed and the Lord spoke and said, sow $10,000 now into the work, into the ministry. And I obeyed him. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And the Lord spoke to me and said, call Linda Enright. Linda Enright, one of our dear sweet partners in Arizona. And I did not know, you know, how to find her. I didn't have her number, so I called Larry Mar Mariello, who works uh, with me in the ministry, still there. I said, Larry, dear Larry, call Linda and, you know, kind of see what's going on. I wanted to make sure that God had spoken to me too, and I knew it, but still, you know, when it comes to that stuff, sometimes you say, Lord, I'm going to just wait a few minutes here. So he called, and uh, dear Linda got very excited. She said, she said, oh, Lord, she said, the Lord spoke to me this morning that Pastor Benny needs a miracle fin financially, and she said that she had told the Lord, she said, if this is you, have him call me. And then Larry t told me this, so I called him. And before I could say the words that, w that I needed 100,000, she said, the Lord spoke to me. And I already had, had said to the Lord, I would sow 10,000. Didn't even get the chance to even do it yet. And she said, the Lord spoke to me this morning that you needed $100,000. It'll be in your hands by tomorrow morning, FedEx. And I did not even say to her that the, that the lawyers have said to me, I needed that money by morning. God came through for me when I saw the seed. I can keep you here for days telling you story after story after story that happened in my own life. If you're facing a crisis, the only way out, please hear me, the only way out is by sowing seed in the kingdom of God. And when you sow in good soil, see a lot of people are sowing seed in bad soil. That's why they're not getting it. But when you see the evidence of the anointing, and you're being taught the word of God, you sow. And I've been asked, you know, many times, well, where do I tithe? Well, you don't tithe to some place that, that, that's, that's not helping you or feeding you. You tithe where you are fed. So people say, well, I'm going to tithe to my church, and they think of a building. No, the church is the body of Christ. The, the church is not some building or denomination or organization. The, 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 the question I want to ask you is, who, who, who is feeding your heart? Who's feeding your heart? So, if you're being fed by our ministry or by myself, then it's, it's the right thing to sow into that ministry. If you're being fed by some others, well, you do the same. So, sow where you're fed and sow your seed today. And expect a miracle because God says He'll open heaven's windows and pour you out a blessing you won't be able to even contain. That's in the word, but nothing happens till we sow seed. 
Without seed, there's no harvest. Father, speak to them and bless them as they obey you today. Prosper them as they obey you today and bring them out of that crisis if they're in it financially, in Jesus' name, quickly and supernaturally. Amen, amen, and amen. Blessings to you. You can sow right now by going to benihin.org or do it on the platform you're watching me on. There's a button that says Donate. If not, you can text it, BHM45777. Again, simply the B as in boy, H as in Henry, M as in Michael, and then the number 45777. Love you. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you again tomorrow for another powerful teaching. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.